Good morning. Good morning and happy Christmas. Happy is it happy Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. I've got like Christmas earrings on and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing this is episode for those of you listening to this in the future. This is episode forty three. Yeah. And it's Christmas Eve. Yes. So Christmas I've got a very Christmassy version. A version podcast. Very Christmas. Oh, what would I call it? A very Christmassy. Christmassy theme. There we go. Yeah, so we're talking about Christmas movies because um, uh, everyone likes Christmas movies this time of year. It's a a business in itself, but don't tune off if you're like, oh, I don't want to listen to that. It's nothing about business. Um, Yeah, I have to admit, when you first said this before, in (laughs) fact, not first, I think for the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth time you told me this is what we're going to do on the episode. Yeah. I've been slightly confused. Yes, so. slightly sceptical. No, um, Christmas movies can teach you loads about business. Um, and if you're anything like us, you never switch off. You know, even when you're you're supposed to be switching off, your your brain's still going and you're still kind of looking at ideas and things jump out at you. And they yeah. really that can really be the case with with movies or songs or something can give you an idea. And um, yeah, Christmas movies are have got loads of kind of business lessons in them. So um, I've chosen a few of my just. Just observations. My, okay, my I'm just going to strap in and go along for the ride on this one because I, I genuinely can't think of any until you well, start Christmas saying... Well, Christmas movies in themselves, a huge business. So Hallmark right. in, in the States, we don't get them so much over here. You, you right. get a few of them on maybe Netflix and stuff. Okay. But, um, but yeah, Hallmark, as in the, the channel, they make 24, or the, the last year, 2019, they made 24 Christmas movies. Really? Yeah. I suppose when you think about it, when you make a Christmas movie or like a Christmas song or anything, not that like we're ever going to be doing that, but <laughs> but it, you know that if it's any good yeah. every year, exactly, it's going to keep coming. I and mean, it's got that kind of everybody's looking for their happy ending. Excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, yeah, they might be, but not for Christmas. It's not that kind of podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's a whole new channel. (laughs) But they they are, and that's what the kind of Christmas movies bring. You know that they're going to go through this adversity, and then it's all going to come good in the end, so it makes it enjoyable watching. Okay, I'm still not getting the (laughs) Christmas... I get get why people would have a Christmas... Like, why people make Christmas movies or Christmas songs. But I'm still confused as to why... A Christmas movie teaches about business. Okay, so, well, not a Christmas movie, but you can look at Christmas movies. So take, okay, go just, on. Okay, so first example. Take this could be the shortest episode we've ever done. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll lose a bunch of subscribers. Yeah. Um, so take um, Love Actually, for example. Okay. Uh, before you tell us about Love Actually, can I just tell what happened with Love Actually? Oh, what, with our kids? Uh, yeah, so, this, so, is, this is what not to do when uh, <laughs> when trying to balance your work and your business with your children. <laughs> yeah. So um, if if you haven't seen Love Actually, it's an awesome film. It's definitely up there as one of our favourite Christmas movies. And I have to backtrack and explain how crazy busy we used to be at Christmas. That when we were in the when we were in the thick of it ourselves in the photo booth hire industry, uh, yeah, we, we, we would have like 60, 70 events in a month and. And that was normally within actually three weeks because obviously yeah. after Christmas everyone chills out. Um, yeah, it was it was mental. So, so let me just give a little bit of context as to the rest. Let's of get the, the story. excuses out of the way first. Is basically what you're saying. So, yeah. So basically, what happened was you and I were standing in the kitchen, and Annabelle and Zach were probably they were very little. They were like, like three and five or three and six. No, probably younger than that. I would say. No, probably three and six. Three and six. Yeah. Right. So they're young. Right. Yeah. And they're in the living room, and they're going through like we always have Netflix on for kids. Well, no, they, were, they because we were crazy busy. They were driving us crazy. We were trying to talk about work stuff and logistics at the same time as cooking tea. I think 
And so we were like, oh, just watch this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it was my fault. I think I chose Love Actually. Because uh, we remembered uh, it as this lovely Christmas film. Yeah, I had it in my head that Love Actually was this really kind of kid-appropriate movie. Because <laughs> like, we hadn't seen it for years. No. We hadn't seen it for a long time. <laughs> so I, I completely misremembered it. And they're in the living room, a three and a six-year-old, and they're in the living room watching Love Actually. You and I are chatting away in the kitchen and Belle comes running in with Zach in hand. Yeah. And what was she asking? Was, and she was saying, there's this man and he's like touching this woman's boobies. And, and she hasn't got a top on. Yeah, and I don't understand what's going on. And, and we, Oh my God. And we actually didn't pay that much attention because <laughs> one, we remembered it wrong and we were so busy that we were like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. I, I, I think you're, you're misunderstanding it. We just <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of like dismissed her. Well, the way she communicated it as well. So you're just like, what are you talking about? She, well, she wasn't making much sense. So and we, we were busy doing something in yeah. the kitchen, weren't we? So, so we let her get on with uh, watching it a bit more. A couple more minutes then, later went by, yeah. Yeah, and then she came in and said something else, which I can't remember what. But in the end, we were like, okay, if you don't like it, that's fine. Go upstairs and play with your toys instead. And we turned it off. Still no knowledge as to what was going on at the time. And then um, I think it was either later that night or maybe after Christmas when things had, like between Christmas and New Year, yeah, yeah. things had calmed down. We we sat down to watch it oh, in the evening word. and we were like, oh my God. Yeah, because like the opening bit is like, it's opening bits in it. It's like there's porn stars yeah. and there's the old guy that's yeah. swearing all the time. It's yeah. like the most inappropriate <laughs> kids movie ever. So, yeah, as. So, so, so that's a lesson in itself. Yeah, lesson in bad parenting there for anybody. <laughs> if, you, if you're busy and you're trying to balance work and family, check the film before you put it in front of the children. Yeah, yeah. People are like, you're a pair of idiots. Of course, love actually, you wouldn't give it to children. I know. We've completely forgotten it. Anyway, sorry. So love actually, you were going to go so and tell aside, me the wondrous learnings of business. Aside from, from the swearing and the, and the porn, um, there's a scene um, with Rowan Atkinson. Do you remember when... Um, the, uh, the the character's trying to buy a necklace for his um, uh, office fling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his yeah, wife... Yeah, he's brilliant in that Yeah, bit. and yeah. His, his wife is, is... He puts the spindles in the store. on. Yeah. And so the guy's, like, gift-wrapping <laughs> it all. Um, and if, if you haven't seen it, there's this painful, like, ten minutes where he's doing all sorts of random things to this necklace where he's, like, putting smelly sprigs of like um you know uh, uh, vanilla or something yeah. vanilla pods or yeah, something and, and, like, and then or cinnamon puts, or something like that yeah and, and then, then he puts sprinkles yeah, every time he's just about to go yeah. Yeah. yeah and the guy just desperately wants to leave because <laughs> his wife's there um so the business lesson in that is about reading your customers reading yeah. the non-verbal cues that your your customers are are giving you or the verbal cues if you're talking to them um about what they want because this this guy was quite several, said several times oh forget it I don't want it anymore yeah, yeah, because yeah. of the position he was being put in uh, so what um, what could you be doing to your customers that is your kind of Rowan Atkinson that moment where they don't want it they don't need any of that no it's like so, we did that in Smiley Booth with the VR yeah um, it was just too early for people wasn't it yeah, yeah back in 2012 I think it was I figured out how to so Smiley Booth is our photo booth hire company we franchised out for anybody listening to this for the first time and we're now, uh, and we've been franchisors for that business for a number of years now. Um, but one of the innovations that um, I thought would be a really good idea is if people had their photo booth experience, and then they had a guest book. You have your guest book with it, and you fill the photos at an event, uh, fill the guest book full of photos. But the photo booths could also do videos capture. So I had this idea that, okay, wouldn't it be wonderful if people with their smart devices held their phone over the um, photo and it automatically played the video message mm -hmm. that was also left in the photo booth. 
and AR. Yeah, so augmented reality, yeah. AR. And I managed to find the software for it, develop the whole service and implemented it into Smiley Booth. And the first kind of real test of it was a trade show. And, and we went to this trade show, had it all set up, had the VR. And I remember doing exactly that Ryan Exerson scene yeah, with yeah. people. I was just literally, I, I was really enthusiastic about it. Yeah. And, and all they cared about was just getting the photos in the guest book. Yeah. So I'd be waffling on for ages about, <laughs> and you can imagine holding a phone over and it playing the video. And they were just like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and I don't know how many sales I lost, but you're right. Yeah. It's, it, the, that augmented reality service was one too early yeah. and too complicated and yeah, yeah they just, just didn't resonate no, even though to us it yeah. was like the most perfect yeah. add-on yeah exactly so really kind of listening to what your customers want I mean on the opposite side of the scale with Smiley Booth was the was the props that yeah. people people really loved a, a good selection of high quality props and to me it didn't really didn't mean anything, and to be honest, still doesn't. I've never kind of understood the whole prop fascination with when people put like hundreds of props yeah. on themselves. But the customers love it, so yeah. you have to do what your customer wants. If you yeah, it took us a few, quite a few events before we were like, oh yeah, yeah we really got up our prop game. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, don't go with twenty, go yeah. with fifty, yeah. go with whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and if any have got the slightest mark on them yep. that was there before the event, you're in trouble. Yeah, Just yeah. get rid of it. Got to make it really good. So yeah, so that that's the. Love actually lesson two lessons. I didn't expect the first one because I'd forgotten okay. that story. But... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so you've got one sort of business thing. I'm allowed that one, away. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. Okay, so the second one is Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Right, yeah. and this is the the more modern version, which is still 1994. We watched that a couple of nights yeah. ago, didn't we? So still getting on for thirty years ago, but but the more the more modern of the two, um, and uh, that's about building brand loyalty. So for those of you that haven't seen it, um, the, the, the Chris Kringle character that plays um, Santa Claus in, what well, he is Santa Claus, but spoiler alert, sorry. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty obvious all the way through, he's Santa Claus. But he plays it in the um, department store, and so he's got the kids coming along, sitting on his lap, saying what they want, etc. And if they, they, if the store hasn't got it or it's cheaper elsewhere, he's sending them off to other stores. Yeah. And he's like, oh, because the parents are like, I don't want to pay for that. That's like $70. And he's like, well, actually down the road, they've got it for like 50 or whatever. Right. And so you'd think obviously that's a bad thing. But one of the start, uh, sorry, one of the parents goes up to the manager and says, um, what's the department store? Coles, is it? It says, right. Coles has got my business from now on because any store that puts the parent ahead of just making a quick buck Okay. is worth my my time and my custom and she says I'll be coming here for everything from now on yeah um, and it's it's just a lesson about how pleasing your customers and and putting them first above just making a quick buck yeah um, or being mercenary about things is is going to win you that loyalty um, and is and word of mouth because she would have told others I know yeah. it's fictional but she would have told others about that when that that resonates with the whole Tony Shea thing that we've talked about yeah. before um delivering happiness with his company which was Zappos Zappos where he just told all his teams and staff that you do whatever it takes to make that person happy to the point yeah. where the staff would be ordering pizzas yeah. for for customers that were ringing in asking to buy shoes and yeah. stuff if they wanted a pizza it's like yep okay done and yeah. well we've talked about the Disney magic moments yeah, I mean, and we went to Disney last Christmas, not actually for Christmas itself, but the first two weeks of December. 
um, we were in Disney and there were so many little Christmas touches, weren't there? Like you could go and make cookies here and there was yeah. like carol concerts over there. There was just these little things that made it really Christmassy. So yeah. like just bringing in those, those just added extras or um, magic moments is, is such a good word for it, what they yeah. call it, because it, it just kind of cements that brand loyalty. Well, it also, it's, I think it's, when it's done right, it works amazing. Like that magic moments thing, you really got a sense of the staff feeling empowered. Yeah. Like they were they were invested in making things right for the people. Yeah. Like for the customers. Mm-hmm. They they weren't they weren't reading off a script, mm-hmm. right? They they were just like, okay, look, there's a problem, I want to solve it and I want to make it even better for you, mm-hmm. right? So it works if it's empowering. When it's not empowering, it or when it doesn't work, and I think it falls flat all the time, and this is only on a like a micro scale of it, is you know when you're on the phone to like the bank or some like some call centery type place Mm -hmm. and they always say and they've all got the same line just before they they've dealt with your problem yeah you might not necessarily be happy about what's gone on and the time you've invested in trying to solve a problem that they may have created for you already and then right at the end they go so is there anything else I can do? I was do actually going right to say now? that in the previous one with the Rowan Atkinson. Oh, really? It's so false, isn't it? It's so false. <laughs> and you know they're just saying it because they've been told to say yeah. it. There's no, they have, the, like, you could ask for any, you could ask for them to order a pizza. Do you know what I mean? You could ask them to do anything. <laughs> you should do that next time. Yeah, yeah. See what happens. And you just know whatever you ask next, they're like, yeah, whatever. Uh, no, can't do that for you, sir. And then hang up, you know, or. It's like you just know you're, you feel like you're inconveniencing in some way because they've been yeah. told you have to say that at the end of every call. Yeah. And, yeah, so when it's not empowering and it's not sincere... Well, especially when it's a complaint because you're like... And you've, it's not come to a decent resolution. You're like, <sighs> well, yeah, you can fix my complaint that I've been on about for the last yeah. half an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And it's, if anything, the... They'd be better off not saying it. Yeah, they Because would. it leaves you with an even worse feeling about who they are and what they represent. Because yeah. it's like, not only have you felt like you didn't care, you, you're, you're also very insincere yeah, at the end of it. Absolutely, yeah. So, have I got two? Okay, there's two. Yeah, I'll give you two. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one is, um, you, so you've just said about empowering your employees, but valuing your employees. Okay. Um, and that actually comes through in quite a few Christmas movies, but uh, but the, one of the oldest stories is obviously uh, The Christmas Carol. The oh, what, with Scrooge? Carol. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so whatever version you, you may have seen with the, the Muppets or <laughs> whatever, yeah. obviously the story is always the same um, about Scrooge that doesn't um, look after his staff, um, and okay. it, until the very end, when obviously he's had all the ghosts visit him and he comes good and he, he comes and delivers the turkey um, yeah. to, to his staff. But that's also carried through in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas thing. See, Christmas I vacation. can't remember that movie now. So it's been it's, so long since I've so seen Chevy it. So it's Chevy Chase. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he wants to, um, he gets a Christmas bonus every year. Okay. And it's quite a, a decent one. Um, and he's expecting to um, create a swimming pool with this year's Christmas bonus. He's going right. to have a, a dug-in proper nice swimming pool. God, and, I can't remember any of that. And he doesn't get his, his bonus. So right. I can't remember why, but the, the company are cutting corners or whatever, and they, they stop all Christmas bonuses. Right, okay. And so obviously... He doesn't get his pool, and then the whole story unfolds. And in the end, the the um the company comes round, and very similar to kind of Christmas Carol, and right. realizes that they should be valuing their employees more, and 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 ends up giving them a Christmas bonus. But what Chevy Chase's character has kind of learnt in that journey, um, 
also is twofold that money doesn't necessarily buy you happiness and he doesn't right. need the pool and so there's that kind of message as well but that's that's not so much of a business lesson but yeah the first first one is to value your employees and value who's working for you because they're the lifeblood of your business and if you work on your own there's, there's the same it, the same is true of other freelancers that you work with or people yeah. that you subcontract with or um yeah anything along those lines still works exactly the same way you should value the people that you work with 100 like our, our, our freelancers that help us or we work with with in our businesses um they pick up on our passion mm -hmm. but and we're always very open honest and fair with all of them mm -hmm. in terms of here's the vision that we're trying to achieve yeah. help us get there yeah and i think when you there shouldn't that we used to have this philosophy when we had when we when smiley booth photo booth hire when we were just, when we were just involved in event delivery we had 26 staff and our philosophy was we're all equals here yeah. we're all we're they obviously the buck stops with us yeah. if things fall over but fundamentally we've all got a job to do yeah. and we're all working together to to move the needle to get to deliver great events but also it doesn't need to be monetary if you're if you're out there on your on your own as a solo entrepreneur or freelancer or whatever you're just starting out um or, or the opposite if you've got a, a big business but it's it's kind of shrunk or on pause at the moment because of december 2020 yeah because uh, of what this year has brought it doesn't need to be monetary you know just saying just to another business or another freelancer or whatever, what can I do to serve you? You know, can I, can I leave you a testimonial that will help? Yeah, can I recommend you to somebody else? Um, you know, all of that kind of stuff goes a long way. I mean, just a tiny thing we used to with our staff in Smiley Booth, um, because the events industry, everyone's run ragged in December. Everyone's yeah. very high stress levels and, and, you know, you, you just get to watch everybody else having fun really yeah, you <laughs> while you're working really hard. But uh, we always used to ask our staff to make a point of when they arrived somewhere, go and say hello to the DJ, go and say hello to the other workers that are there if there's a, if there's a band or, or whoever there might be. So that, because you're all in the same boat, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, and just valuing that you're all doing a good job and you're all kind of working well, together. Treat everyone like human beings, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like treat people how you want to be treated. And I think that's the problem sometimes when we have this concept of an employee mm -hmm. in the business, it's like you immediately dehumanize mm. them when you go, oh, that's an one of my employees, yeah. you know? It's like they're this this thing that functions within this framework that I've built. Yeah. It's like, no, it's one of your like kind of team. It's yeah. you are part of the team that are moving the business forward. Yeah, it's, I think it's about being humble, isn't it? Like Even if yeah, you're at the top, being, being humble and, and making sure that you're engaged and speaking to everyone in your team is, mm. is really important so have i got three okay there's three, three. three. <laughs> yeah i'll give you three um elf this one this one might not there's no way elf <laughs> is teaches us business lessons it does, well, it's a life lesson as well a as life a lesson, lesson. Okay. and it's it's be <laughs> be positive be yourself okay yeah. don't try and fit in we so got to watch that movie again. I love be it. Be authentic. Well, that's that's a lesson in licensing because Elf makes it really bloody hard to get yeah. hold of that movie unless you buy it. <laughs> we had to do that for our procurement days, buying loads of those for. We couldn't do it. That was the one we couldn't do. Yeah. The licensing was too was too difficult. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, the one of the papers wanted to give Elf away. We've spoken about our procurement business in another 
um, episode where we used to secure products um, to give away as freebies um, with like papers or or subscriptions and things like that. Mm. And um, and we, we we would order like tens of thousands yeah. of a particular product for, on behalf of one of these companies. So. Yeah, we had a company that wanted um, to give away Elf with the with paper and just wasn't going to happen. No. <laughs> Elves licensing. And you can see it because it's never on Netflix. It's never on um, Amazon or anything like that. You, you have, have to buy to it through Prime. You have to buy it. Yeah. 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 So so there is a business lesson in it. But anyway, <laughs> actually in the movie yeah, itself. Yeah, your grass fence. Us, <laughs> but yeah. Actually in the movie itself, it's, yeah, it's like, ignore the naysayers. Don't worry about not fitting in. Um, okay. Be positive. Uh, stick to your own message. Um, and that your passion for something is infectious. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you know that um that you you will kind of not that you need to convince people in a manipulative way but that your your passion for something will shine through and help others on their journey yeah well um okay i'm still not going to give you that one just yet but the um this ties into our previous episode about um being uh like a attending to your craft mm-hmm. like understand that like be passionate about the craft and the journey yeah so and i think passion is a really important piece right if you are in business really all you really are is a problem solver mm-hmm. right that's and you've just chosen a particular niche to solve problems in so i used the analogy in the last episode about apple they're basically they've just they're the craftsmen of say mobile phones the iphone right so we all understand that they've got our best interests at heart and they're obviously they want to make money but fundamentally what they want to do is make our lives easier by creating the best possible devices they can make yeah right so and give us new experiences by creating Mm -hmm. the best right so on a small on an sme level like on a small to micro business level you don't necessarily have to have all the solutions but as long as people understand that you've got their best interests at heart and you're committed to creating the solutions, mm-hmm. that can go a long way for mitigating complaints, for mitigating yeah. all of those issues and build massive amounts of goodwill in the business. But also, if you want to take that analogy further, um, Steve Jobs mm. had that positivity and like his, he would say, oh, I want this done. And the team would often see, there's lots of examples of where his team has said, well, that's not possible yeah. or that's going to take nine weeks and he's like well you've got nine days um and he's just like there's no such word as can't make it happen yeah and it's, it's all of those well he messages. was perceived by all of us and he's not called this because we often think of this terminology with very specific things like woodwork or whatever it might be but he was in all our minds the master craftsman mm. right so the team was there to support the master craftsman mm. he was the like people call it a visionary or whatever it is but fundamentally he understood what we all needed yeah or thought even though we didn't know we needed it yeah. but he was committed he was dedicated to creating those solutions and yeah. we all applaud him for that and that's one of the reasons why when large corporations lose figureheads like Steve Jobs yeah. it's it it feels to all of us like the master craftsman's disappeared yes and so who else is going to be the master craftsman in his business yeah. and then someone else like Tim Cook or whatever steps up and it takes us it takes us a moment to go but are you really the master class yeah, here, yeah. or were you just a supporting role in in this? Well, again, with with Disney, whenever they've changed CEOs, obviously when they first lost Disney, Disney, yeah. whether it was Walt or then his brother, um, Roy Disney, once both of them had gone, they went through a few years of really kind of trying to find their feet, yeah. and then every time they've changed CEO since, it's it's difficult for people to kind of grasp the the new person yeah. because 
they are leading it. And if you if you go back to Elf, he's <laughs> keep pulling it back to Elf again. But if you it. do, he's the expert. If you think about it, he's yeah. he's the true expert. He's come supposedly from the North Pole. Yeah. He knows everything there is to know about Santa and elves yeah, in the North yeah, yeah, Pole. Okay. So he's he's the leading authority. He's a master craftsman. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons that, look at you look at all smug. Because <laughs> so... I wanted to get my full point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um but yeah, and that's why big corporations tend to have figureheads because yeah. we all recognise it. And I, whether that that might even be genetic, yeah. right? It might be that might go back to back the tribes into, thing. You tribe, need the leader. Yeah, you yeah. had the hunter and you had the whatever it was, you need like the chief. Yeah, you had these. <laughs> what do they call them? They're um, not. I want to say I was going to say patriarchal, but it's not. It's uh, not. Oh. Whatever the t- there's a word for it, but there's it's not a, it's not Avatar. It's um, oh whatever it is. But you have these like kind of it's why heroes exist and like right. hero movies work and all this kind right. of stuff. There's archetypal. There we go. So you have these. I, I think it ties into our, our our idea of archetypal like people or things. Yeah. So so right. Okay, I'm probably butchering that whole thing. <laughs> but you see my point. Yes. Yeah. You need, you need. <laughs> I was, I was losing that thread a little bit, but that's what I mean. I think you they're like the leader. Yeah, like the archetypal hero or the archetypal yeah. master craftsman or whatever, whatever it is, hunter or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like they, you can't be a faceless brand. No, well, well, even if you are a faceless brand in terms of the the actual person that started it, it's normally hung upon a certain ideal or. Um, I mean, that's if you go back to the, the Santa in itself. Yeah. It's all. It's almost like Father Christmas or wherever you are. Like we're we're here in France. It's Pierre Pierre Noel, um, right. or or whatever it is, is is almost the figurehead in a way for for Christmas for non religious people. Yeah, because you you haven't got the the kind of um, you know uh, nativity that kind of side of things. Then you then people are kind of grasping for something else, and that's where the kind of Santa thing came from, which was obviously attached to Coca Cola. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So I suppose. I mean, my use of the English language isn't perfect, I'll be honest, but the um, I guess that the idea of an archetype is that they have a lot of, like, there's a lot of things associated with being that thing. Yeah. So, like, with Santa, it's like, there's a whole thing associated yeah. with being that. So, and I okay. think to be that thing... As though, you can tell with my English language, I use the word thing about five times. But time. I think you, what you need with that is also the passion that goes along with it. Otherwise, yeah. it, can, it can feel insincere... Yeah. Um, it can feel like a faceless, faceless brand, and that they've yeah. not got your your best interest at heart. So, because both the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street and Elf have obviously the same thing in common in terms of they're a big department store right. that have created this kind of Christmas wonderland, and all yeah. but all the all the staff are a bit kind of um, you know negged out and um, uh, what's the word? Um, oh, can't think of it. Uh, your your turn now. now. It's catching. <laughs> um, no, when you when you're just um, cynical, that's the word. Right, I'm okay. for. Yeah, so they're all a bit cynical over Christmas, right. and then these characters come in, like the Chris Kingle character or the Elf character, that really believe in it. Um, yeah. And well, a, a lot of the everybody up again. Yeah, a lot of but a lot of those movies tend to be the the juxtaposition between uh, to the um, consumerism. Yes, it's the, the let's just make loads of money and just sell loads of product. Yeah. And we don't care. What, how it affects that person, as long as they're just buying, just get yeah. them to buy, 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 buy. Yeah. And then you have these, these scenarios where these 
people that are entirely alien to that way of thinking yeah. come in and then say, no, 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 this is about something deeper, more meaningful. Yeah, exactly. This is about being human. This is about values and all this kind of stuff. And I suppose that one of the takeaways is it's certainly in SME, uh, like micro business and small business, the luxury of working within that and what I love about working in, in being in those types of businesses is that that's all it's about. It's, yeah. the, it's the perfect balance between how much, the more value you give, the more money you make. Mm -hmm. It's like the more you can positively impact someone's life, the, the, the more you are rewarded for doing so, yeah, right? Absolutely. Whereas when it get, becomes um, big, um, big enterprises, huge, yeah. great enterprises, that the, the, those stories often have the idea that it's a bit that message and that connection's yeah. lost. They, and sometimes it falls on you to do that, even if you don't necessarily want to be the one doing that. Because I can just think of another example, not not that I'd written it down previously, but the we watched recently with the kids the Santa Claus one, two, and three with Tim right. Allen. Yeah. Um, and in that, you know, he he was kind of forced into the role of Santa Claus. He didn't want to be necessarily. Right. And I don't know if it's in two or three, but he's he's not. He doesn't want to be doing it anymore. So he says the words, I don't want to be Santa or something, which takes him back in time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then um, the Jack Frost character takes over as being Santa oh, yeah, and makes yeah. it super commercial. It's all about selling product. Yeah, And exactly. everyone's miserable. Yeah, all the people in exactly. the queue, everybody's just they just consume, consume, consume. Exactly. And Tim Allen's character realises it falls on him to do the right thing yeah. and to put the customers first yeah. um, and put everybody and serve. Um, and yeah. then obviously everything kind of comes right again. So see, all these Christmas films have these really good messages. Well, obviously they're going to have good messages, but they have really good business messages. Okay. All right. So that's four. <laughs> Is that four? Have yeah. I got four? Not three and a yeah. half. <laughs> yeah. three, no, no, I'll give you four. I'll give you four. <laughs> Okay, um, and the last one is um, Chris. So hopefully this is five for five. The last one is Christmas Chronicles, which is a, a bit of a um, kind of more of a behind the this scenes. This is a Netflix. Yeah, so one. this is, if, if you haven't seen it, I love it. Do go and see it. Because um, well, who's the main guy in it? Um, uh, oh, got me now. Goldie Horn and. I want to say Russell. Yes, Kurt Russell. There we go. Kurt Russell. Is it Kurt, <laughs> isn't Kurt Russell the dad? No. Okay. I don't think so. We just completely mash that up, but no, yes, I don't okay. Think so. Anyway, no, I'm not sure it's Kate Russell. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> he um. So he's Father Christmas in the first in the first one, which was I don't know maybe two or three years ago. It was released now. It's an awesome um, movie. And yeah, it's a, it's a Netflix um only movie or, or Netflix created movie original movie and um. Because Goldie Horns in it as well. Yeah, a brother and sister spy on Santa Claus um, and then end up, end up on a big adventure with him. I'm not going to spoil it. I have than no that. idea how you can make a business connection in this movie. <laughs> and, the, and then the second one um, actually investigates the story further in terms of the kind of world of, of Father Christmas himself and right. his kind of daily life almost. Um, and so the business lesson actually isn't so much from the movie itself, but it's, it's more the kind of the makings of it and the behind the scenes. So right. um, Kurt Russell was, was one of the producers or, or the he? main producer. Yeah, oh, both. I didn't know that. Um, and um, with the second one, they wanted to really kind of explore the, the character of, of him and his relationship with Mrs. Claus and right. more of a kind of much more of a human, um, just a real world, real life. This is in depth in the character. Yeah. Um, and the, the lesson here is, is like really digging deep into what you are, who you are, what you do as a business and what that means to people. Because Kurt Russell actually wrote 200 pages 
on the backstory of Santa. Oh wow! Um, yeah. And that became some of the movie for the second one. But it, but he didn't do that deliberately. He just wrote it as he re- he approached the movie as a method actor yeah. for for Santa, um, and um, and really wanted to create this really whole you know rounded character for for Santa Claus. And I just thought that was really important that you you should really know the inner workings of your your craft and your your character and kind of where it comes from. Yeah, and the people should know as well, right? Yeah, the backstory, all the the storytelling. Well, that's one of the things that Disney teaches in its business stuff, Mm -hmm. right? In terms of you, like everything, your business should have a story, Yeah. yeah, and people should understand what that story is. And because, I mean, how many times have any of us recommended a business based on what we know about the founders. And yes. In fact, how exciting it is when you can, like, you can reference the business and oh yeah, and the owners. Did you know that they do this and they yeah. do that? And yeah, I knew them from back then and all this kind of well, stuff. Just the, just the layers and the and the detail, it, I think, mm. gives it that longevity. So many people miss out on things like websites and stuff. Absolutely. Well, the amount of times when I yeah. see, I go onto a business web page and. The about section, yeah, and I'm like, I'm really curious as to who these people are and how this whole yeah. thing came about, and it's some generic, it's like, very bland and wishy washy. Yeah, and, well, yeah, we made this widget because we saw a problem here and we grew from this to this. It's like I genuinely don't care. Yeah. what I care about is like who were you guys and what you're passionate about. Yeah, and what you, exactly. People miss that opportunity all the time on like adding that human element. Yeah, and, and as I say, just adding the, that depth and the layers and. And making it real, you know, making it really believable. Right. Um, so that uh, we've talked, we've said this word lots of times on all the different podcasts, the authenticity yeah. um, within it. Uh, just just kind of really knowing your stuff. But but also on that same um, vein, don't be afraid to kind of please everyone. Because something that really, I found really interesting when I kind of Google. Don't be afraid to please everyone. Not to... Not to please everyone, as in, so not try to please everyone. Don't try and please yes, everyone. Yes. Right, sorry, you said don't be afraid to please everyone. Oh, okay. I don't think anyone's ever afraid of doing that. <laughs> so. No, don't be afraid to not please everyone, as right. in um, don't try and please everyone. Because I was really surprised when I um, kind of did some research on the, the Christmas Chronicles for this. Um, the, the top post that came up when I Googled it was um, something along the lines of uh, Christmas Chronicles Turkey or, you know, flop right, or something okay. like that. And I was like, seriously? I was like, I love that film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I looked into it more deeply and it, it's made, you know, several million or whatever. Um, so it wasn't or had millions of viewers on the, in the first week or however it is that they determined the success of, of these And I love movies. that movie. I think it's yeah. up there with all the others. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... it's um, and, and lots of people supported that. But yeah. equally, the, the, the very first post was that it was a turkey and that right. it had gone... It had gone wrong, and I was like, "Oh, I was really surprised to see that." But clearly, some people, those critics, it didn't didn't gel with them. Isn't it fascinating that people choose to have an opinion, like a negative opinion, yeah. on something that they've never done, tried, understand what it is to create, no. like put the work in to do that thing. But they're really quick to go, "Oh, it's this," yeah. and like, and it's like, "Well, have you ever done it?" <laughs> I always think that like because we're not outwardly critical of like things and um, people and like efforts yeah. because unless we've done it ourselves and we can say yeah it fell because of x yeah we generally don't make those statements like on anything really no. so yeah who'd be a critic right oh <laughs> depressing i think it's a really depressing way to live yeah, yeah. right but hey anyway so did i get five the last one was very tenuous <laughs> very tenuous no, it yeah, wasn't it's a, you have to know your subject to know you'll be passionate about it deep dive layers details (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, okay. I'll give you, I'll give you four and a half. <laughs> but yeah, so, it's good. And the key across all Christmas films, these ones and any one that you'll, you'll find, is obviously that faith element. Um, right. And I don't mean in a, in, in a religious sense, but just the they all have in common that there's this adversity and oh, Christmas is all going to go wrong or whatever. And then obviously it's all right in the end, home alone, the boy's on his own, but then it's fine. And these robbers are coming in, but then it's fine. And, you know, it's, it's, they always kind of come to a good ending. And, and, um, and I think that's why we all love them so much because yeah. you, you kind of go on the journey with the protagonist and, um, and then you, you get to that happy ending. And, and to me, it kind of, I get to watch these movies that are cheesy and, and, and uh, <laughs> all, all very kind of, uh, what's the word? Uh, what's the other word for cheesy I was thinking of? I can't think of now. Corny. Corny, that's the word. Yeah. Which you don't normally let me watch because you like... Yeah, you get to watch all of them. Action hero and all of this yeah. stuff. And I, I get to watch my feel-good movies. But it, it does make you feel good. And... Yeah, it does. And things do get better. Like 2020, we're doing this obviously on... This is um, for Christmas Eve yeah. of 2020, and the and it's been a pretty dark time for most people yeah. uh, this year. Let's hope that 2020 is the adversity bit. And yeah, it's the it's the it's what we said before, right? <laughs> it's that winter, spring, summer. Yeah. everything is cyclical. So, yeah, having some kind of faith that things will turn. Like, do the good work. Like, do the work to make it come good in the end. Whatever it is, you don't need guarantees. You don't need, right, okay, if I do this, I, I get this result, and if I haven't got this result, then I'm just going to quit. It's like, no, just, if you don't know where it's going, but you know it adds value and it's good work, then just do it. Just step up every day and do it. Yeah, so be be your good boys and girls and do the work like you were saying, and you'll get a toy on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> You're so random. <laughs> Cheesy. Yeah, geez, definitely that. Right. Well, see you on Christmas Day. Yes. Have a good one all. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,